0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Sterner,
1: play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my!
0: Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner
2: throws, punch, and touchdown!
0: With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from.
2: Sterner, very confident. Going down the middle.
1: Hey, look at this point, Sterner, he's putting on a
0: show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com.
1: Play fake,
0: Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow.
1: 10:35. Let's go to Clint. Hi, buddy. How are you?
2: Man, I'm good, fellas. I am good. How y'all doing?
1: I'd like to make an announcement to the listening public. Uh, our new co-host, Clint Sterner, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> buddy, I wish hey. we could do this
1: three times a week. Every week, it'd be great.
2: Hey, in this day and age, man, anything is possible from anywhere in America. Just so, uh, just just wrap your head around it. You're sharp guy. You can figure it out. Let's make it happen. Bub. Yeah.
1: Some people would argue (laughs) to the contrary, but I try. Okay, so bowl season is underway officially. Miami of Ohio, UAB, on the field right now in the I don't know what bowl game. It's the Bahamas Bowl down in the Bahamas, I suppose, right? They're not playing that in uh...
0: Hometown Lenders Bahamas Bowl.
1: Okay, well, you know what? Uh, We're going to keep an eye on this game, by golly, and uh, Miami of Ohio's on the move. Why why do they get a Bahamas bowl? That should be like for an SEC Big 12 matchup. I don't know. I I don't know. Anyway, but, Clint, I know I'm not going to get any kind of breakdown on this game from you. I am curious about the UTSA-Troy game, though, and I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, and then I saw our buddy Barrett Salee wrote something about it as well, and I know you've got some thoughts on UTSA. It seems to be you know, the defensive sort of prowess team against the offensive team uh, I think it's a sneaky great matchup. It's probably not that sneaky. The lines a point and a half. But uh, you got any thoughts on this matchup?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I love I love their quarterback. I know I know that much. I mean, you talk about a guy that if, if he was if he was playing at a, at a little bit bigger school or maybe a couple years down the road when UTSA makes the move, um, you know, he'd be getting a lot more credit. So so I mean, anytime you got good quarterback play in these early bowl games, I think it's I think it's worth taking a beat. So. Um, look UTsa obviously is on a on a hell of a run um, the question is, is is can they keep can they keep their head coach coach trailer he's done a hell of a job there and can they keep their 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 head coach and, and and here's the thing can UTsa to bring it back to central arkansas can can UTsa turn into or or become like an Arkansas state where they just start, they just start, uh, you know, the coaches, they have enough success. They sustain success through coaching changes and, and, uh, and, and become the Arkansas state, if you will, um, moving forward. And so we'll see what Charlie can get done. But, but I know that, that, uh, that Harris kid is special, man. He's fun to watch.
0: Clint, what do you think about these quarterbacks? Like uh, Coastal Carolina's quarterback, you know he he got it done there for years. He's a good quarterback. The NFL knows about him. He uh, he's going to get he would get drafted no matter where he's playing. But you know he's entered the transfer portal and he wants to go somewhere bigger. And uh, who knows, maybe better. But what do you think about these guys jumping in the portal? Not so much the back. I get it when a backup gets in there uh, because he wants to. You know, he wants his chance to play. But when you get an established player at a maybe a mid-major getting into the portal to go somewhere higher, you like that? Is that a good idea?
2: I do like the mid-major to go somewhere higher. The Grayson McCall kid you're talking about is, is a, a really good player. I've never been as high on him as, as some folks have, and I'll be honest with you. Look, when we start talking quarterback play, I think a lot of what is said this time of year through right before the draft and then all the preseason hype. I think it's, I think it's all manipulateness. I think it's all, you know, like Grayson McCall. I think he's a good quarterback. He's had some success. He's, mm-hmm. he, it, it's admirable because, because of the way he plays the game. He's a tough dude that that scraps, that's a baller that everybody loves. But is he really a guy that's going to go to the NFL and and be a, a top three or four round draft pick? No. I mean, is he a guy that? It has done all that he can do at Coastal Carolina, yes. So when you talk about moving from a mid-major to potentially, um, you know, one of these power five schools where where you can get a lot more uh, exposure and you can add something to your resume, I absolutely love the ability of a player to, to do that. Now, if I were in their shoes, Wes, I, I would have a hard time leaving my guys. There's just something about, you know, you, you build a team – and three years into you being there, they are they're much better than where 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 they were when you took over. Mm-hmm. And then you make a decision, a personal decision, to bounce and go play somewhere else. That that's tough for me, man. The kid at Wake Forest um, is, is doing it this year, I believe. Now I don't know. If, I think he jumped in the portal. I don't know if he if he stayed or or where he ended up going. But the kid at Wake Forest had a ton of success. They almost beat Clemson this year. And he jumped in the portal, you know, going from a power five where you're the starter, you're the dude. They got your jersey in the pro shop, so to speak. And you bounce. That's the one for me that's a little bit difficult to, to understand the reasoning behind it. I could, I can understand the guys going from a smaller division to a power five, um, school. That makes all the sense in the world. But the, the guys that are established at a power five and want to jump, that's a tough one for me to understand.
0: Clint Sterner with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Hey, Clint, uh, a lot of talk about tight ends at Arkansas. You know, they have the new tight end coach from Stanford. Uh, We've got a tight end leaving and Trey Knox, but hopefully we've got three really good tight ends coming in. Uh, He visited those commitments yesterday, and it's it's a great – I mean, I can say that honestly. It's a great tight end class on paper. Maybe the best Arkansas has already had, and there's already talk that – there may be some Stanford tight ends looking to transfer, and who knows? They may follow their coach. My point, or my question, is: with Brow's offense, I felt at times Trey Knox was underused. Is there a spot in this offense X's and O's with with this offense? Can tight ends be utilized more? Is it even possible?
2: Yeah, I think it. I think it's possible. I, I just, I just believe Wes that in this system you're going to always feature quarterback, running back, wide receiver one. And anything outside of that, I think, is more of a matchup, uh, more of a situation um, type of usage, which which you don't get to dictate that as a coordinator, right? I mean, to me, it, 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 you do dictate it week to week, but you don't get to dictate it to come in and say, hey, Trey Knox is going to come out here and be like Travis Kelsey and have eight catches the ballgame and, anywhere from 80 to 100 yards a game. You know, that that's just not what Browse his offense is at Arkansas. Now maybe it has been somewhere else. I understand that his pops at Baylor, their their offense looked a little bit different with some the more pass-oriented quarterbacks, but I just think that when you couple Kendall browse with Sam Pittman, you are going to feature the a downhill power run game that involves the quarterback and more times than not, your, your number one goal is to get them to load the box, and hopefully you have a Traylon Burks on a good year or at least a Matt Landers type of guy on a, on a down year to where you can go play one-on-one football. That is Everything they do is to work towards that. I just don't see where the tight end consistently fits in to that. The gimmicks, the one-offs, third down, fourth down, you know, in the red zone, sure, absolutely. Draw it up. Let's take a shot, Coach. The consistent weekend, weekend plan, the focus is going to be on those three positions, wide receiver one, running back, and quarterback. And and I just – I think that's more than enough at this point in time. But to your point, Wes, you've got to have – to me the key at Arkansas is to have a guy that can put his hand in the dirt and, and help in the run game. And then, in a perfect world, which they're rare now, you, the Jodine Davenport's of the world don't come around very often that can that that can help you be a be a, a, a staple in the run game and then go be a threat in the red zone and in third down and in your misdirection boot game and stuff like that. So, perfect case scenario is to find a guy that can help you in that run game as you try to establish the running back and the quarterback downhill. That's the tight end. I think would best fit Kendall
1: brows at Arkansas Clint Stern joining us in the brand of moving and storage hotlines brought to you by motorsports authority MSAstore.com. dot com They've got a new strength and conditioning coach in Fayetteville as well Ben Souters. we're going to hear from him in just a minute. This may be a dumb question, Clint, but what differentiates a good strength and conditioning coach from a great one or a not great one from a from a bad one or what what do you what are your expectations here and what kind of difference can we see?
2: Well, one, I think that the only thing that matters ultimately is or let's say the only thing the number one thing is if he if his approach, if you will, if it aligns with the head coach and uh, you know, in this day and age, there is here's here's the dynamic you have at Arkansas, which I think is is really interesting. And this is not coming from Sam Pittman, this is just coming from my understanding of who and what Sam Pittman believes in, right? Um, you you, you got to be super physical up front, and a lot of times, uh, number one, it, 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 you have to be that way at Arkansas. or You have no chance of winning. You, you you can't roll bigger, better players in there across the board every single year and dominate physically because you're bigger, stronger, faster. So you've got to develop those guys. And I just I'm curious how. And, again, I don't know anything, no insight whatsoever. I'm just curious to know how Sam Pittman's physical approach, how this team got out physical down down the the stretch here in uh, in the season, and not not by Georgia folks, by Liberty, you know, things like that. Um, I wonder how much of the new age strength coach of range of motion, flexibility, and, and all these different not let's call them non-traditional because Sam Pittman didn't grow up doing it, right? I wonder how much of that you you do, how how that takes you away from the the being more physical approach of, of upfront football, and I'm I wonder if you know did did Sam Pittman align with what was going on in the weight room and in the off season because. That coach, I would say, is, is second to the head coach in terms of how important they are to a program that spend as much, if not more, time with the players uh, personally in, in, in the off season. And so I just wonder how much of a strength coach isn't going to come in and go, well, Sam is my head coach. Boy, let me do all these old school things and be more physical. He's got his beliefs and his understandings and the way that he sees it working in his plan, and he's going to implement it. I wonder if there was a difference there between the the level of focus on being physical and and pushing folks around and I don't know anything about the new guy but but I I would think that, that that's the direction he would move in and, and that would be different between him and the last guy up there
1: uh Clint let me ask you about this let's move to the NFL quickly if we can Micah Parsons yesterday and I this is out of context so I don't know what the context was obviously the Cowboys are playing Jacksonville this week not the Eagles. But he's got some comments about Jalen Hurts. I want to get your thoughts on what he said. Is
0: it Hurts or the team? Oh, I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> a, it, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's system and team. I, I think it's a little oh. bit of both, man, because they got a great deep. They got a great offensive line, which helps Hurts. Hurts has AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. They got a good running game. Oh. I mean, Miles Sanders. They scheme that they. They scheme that they have O line. I mean, bro, bro like, it, like, <laughs> and this Eagles Cowboys, the Eagle Cowboys coming up, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, it's coming up. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to make no enemies. I, I just like, I wow. just love the game yeah. so much. Yeah. And yeah, I, I understand yeah. it so much that like, I can't, I, I like, I like when things are off. I, I just can't like hold it in. Like, I almost gotta say you something. Yeah, like, you know, you're right. They got, they got a great team, great defense. But everyone, everyone has their own opinions, like. But they got so, Jalen Hurts is. He's, he, good. he's he, good. They got him for the MVP race with Patrick Mahone. His stats and what he's been doing with numbers that he be putting up is MVP worthy, just like what Patrick Mahomes doing.
1: Okay, that wasn't that negative. All right. Uh, what, the, the, the comment issue? said basically that Jalen Hurts, the, the it read that Jalen Hurts wasn't that good, basically. But that's not the way that went. Um, I don't know if I want Micah Parsons talking about the Eagles this week anyway, though. I what got was Jackson, that? What was that from? I don't know. It must have been from a podcast. It says Jalen. Yeah, here's what it says: it says Micah Parsons Jalen. says Jalen Hurts doesn't deserve all his hype. I, I didn't get that from that
2: clip at all. Anyway, well, there was a there was a, a part of it somewhere that, that I heard, and I don't know if it was included in that in that particular audio set of audio or not. But I but I heard him. He was asked about the MVP and about he basically kind of followed up all the what Jalen Hurts got a good defense. Jalen Hurts has all this supporting cast, and he's in that they got him in the in the same category as Pat Mahomes, and then. Oh, what is is the, is the MVP? Is it just a quarterback award? So I, th- I think the media twisted it, kind of pit Micah Parsons because a lot of folks thought early in the season Michael Parsons should be in the MVP yeah. conversation. And so I think there was West some Dallas him. Cowboys. I think there was some Cowboy Eagle, you know, blood there. And then I think there was also some context about him and the MVP uh, as well. Okay. So I'm with you though, Justin. This is typical Cowboy crap, right? <laughs> this is what this is what re- this is what really bothers me is. Is and I'm not. I, I hate the, the, the organizations that are like, oh, we're worried about the next game. We're worried about the, this practice. We're, and, and they just don't have any personality. and They don't give you any insight. I don't in any way, shape, or form expect that. But for Michael Parsons to be doing an extended, an extended uh, 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 audio or, or media, uh, um, you know, deal and, and talking about the Eagles and, and the MVP to me is a little bit out of. It's, it's a little bit out of whack. Like, Micah, you're a young cat. Um, the Cowboys have been a one-and-done football team for years. Like, y'all need to dial in and do something that you had not done in 20-plus in years instead of this kind of stuff. But okay. it's typical. Last week versus the Texans was typical Cowboy crap. And then this kind of thing pops, and it's just one of those, hey, lock in, focus, go handle business versus Jacksonville this week. And, and didn't worry about the Eagles. I, I just, I, I just typical cowboy stuff cranking up this time of year, really bothers me because I, I, I picked them to, to make a change and actually make a run this year, not be a one and done. But still got time to switch that, uh, that opinion for
1: sure. There you go. All right, we got a run. We will uh, settle for Clint twice next week. We will talk to you on Monday, my friend, and we'll have to arrange for another day that isn't Friday because we're not working next Friday, Clint. By God, we're gonna. Go ahead and make a three day weekend of it. It's hey, festive. Y'all deserve it, man. Thank y'all you. Deserve
2: it. That's and true. Get with your family, take a little time, baby. All
1: right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you.
2: All right, brother. Go home. See All ya. right.
1: Take care, Clint Sterner.